Don't fake it, just bust a move. This joint is gonna get you in the mood. Okay. Um, hey, Mom, I made it. It's the Koi Pond, you guys. This is gonna be a good one right here. I mean, they're all good, but this is when it gets really, really good. I got Jim Norton inside uh, the Koi Pond today, man. I'm so happy, Trey. Uh, Jim, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you, buddy. I'm happy to be here. Um, this is. I'm gonna tell you a quick story. When when you when I first started stand up, you know, you you try and hit the clubs that you know you, you, your fellow comics go, yeah, hit this hit, hit this room, hit that room. You know, I was in New York, yeah, try and get on, get on over here, try and get on over there. I'm like, all right, cool. I go to this. I think I went to the cellar. I, man, I, this is about 14 years ago or something like that. Right. And, and I remember seeing you just sitting on the stool, right? Or man, and just like. I, I've never seen you before or whatever, right? And and I'm just looking at this guy and I'm like, who's this guy just crushing right now? Who is this? Like, and I think I was with Ian Edwards. Oh, wow. I think I was with Ian Edwards at the time. Man, it might have even been longer. I'm so old right now, but I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I was standing with Ian and I was like, who is this dude, man? Like, was, oh, that's Jim Norton. Man, it was longer. It was way longer than that. Wow. It was way longer than that. That's how old I am. And I, and I remember going, that's Jim Norton, man. I was like, God damn, dude, this guy is fucking. I think he's just talking. Like, I don't even think he's doing stand up right now. I think he's just talking and it's just funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you, man. That's that's when it's like, as a comic, that's what inspires you to just step your game up. Uh, to me, like, when I watch someone like a Jim Norton or, you know, or Ian Edwards or, you know, and, and you see them just kind of just conversate and just it comes out in joke form. It just becomes funny. Yeah. You know how to say it correctly. But when it bombs, it's really awful. Oh, when it bombs. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong, Jim. <laughs> I, I, you know, I followed your lead many times. and, 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 and yo, I, But that's the risk that we had to take. Sure. And that's the fun of, uh, of stand-up comedy. I, I, I enjoy it. And, and I just wanted to tell you that. I mean, I've always wanted to tell you that. When Thank I, you, Joe. Yeah, man. When I, that, that was one of the inspirations of, uh, for me when I, when I got into stand-up. I was like, yo, that's how I want to do it. I want to write like that. Just get up there and just say it. Compliments from comedians mean a lot. Like, you know, it's always nice when people come up and say, oh, I enjoy you or on Twitter. It's always a nice compliment. But comics, I know, don't just say that lightly. So it, it always means it's very appreciated when it comes from a, another comic. It, it's, it's crazy because there was another guy I saw, and, and he, he, he was the reason why I never went up at the comedy store because I, I, I was supposed to – it was potluck night on a Sunday. Right. And, uh, and he went up before me, and I literally drove back home four hours. Why? It, I, I didn't have the balls, man. I was, you know, at that time, I was just like, I can't. I can't follow that. I remember saying that. And uh, and driving home, and I, I remember just in my head, I was like, why did you do that? That, that was yeah. the worst thing. And and then, uh, you know, eventually I, I got back up, but it, it always haunted me. And uh, and seeing you do that, I was like, you know, when I saw that, I was like, God, I want to do that. And it, it was always like in the back of my mind, if I ever get a chance to talk to Jim, I want to tell him that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if my years are correct. I'm 45 and I have a son now, so I don't okay. know. I don't even know when fucking Tuesday was. You know what I mean? <laughs> but all I know is I remember that. I remember you sitting on that stool. I remember just how casual you were. It was just like the coolest vibe, and just your style and just your your delivery and just like just like you thinking of something and just saying it. It was just I don't know, man. I don't know if that was your writing style or, or how it was. Or I don't how know you if I, was, I might have been working on material at the time. I don't remember. Um, 
you know, I work through stuff very low energy. Uh-huh. I tend to work through it in, in very monotone. Cause then I know if the joke works. Yeah. Because I want it to work for the right reason. Like, if yeah. people think it's funny, that's fine. Yeah. But I was doing a trumpet recently, and, and the, it, I didn't put it the special because I, 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 it just the punchline, I fucked up. Yeah. I tripped on the punchline. <laughs> um, and there was no way to fix it. And no, post there's it. Like, no way. So, but I wasn't happy with it anyway, and I'm kind of glad it came out because the the, the the laugh wasn't where I would want it to be. I had to do that a little a little more than I wanted to, and I'm like, if I have to sell it like that, then it's a right. shit joke, yeah, right, and it right. doesn't belong in a special. Yeah, it does. You know, if, if you got if I have to muscle it, then I don't want it. I, it's so funny because um, well, the audience members don't understand that it's like it's even that one word. It's even that one word in the middle of the joke. If I if I stumble on that word, it, I pretty much just tank that damn joke. Unless, like you said, I muscle through it, and, and they don't know how valuable that 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 word was. Or if someone coughs in the middle of it, and you're like, God damn it, why'd you have to cough there, dude? I said drab or pussy. I said drab with a D, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and in the moment I knew I did it. I knew I did it. Yeah, but I'm like, the joke still got to laugh because yeah. you know the p- people aren't as tuned into that live. They're okay with it. They knew what you're saying, but when you watched it. It looked terrible. And yeah. I had said grab earlier in the bit, setting it up, but there was no way to fix it. I always feel like it's cheating to do that anyway, yeah. but uh, I was happy to drop. I'm like, fuck it. Make the bit better. And if there's another yeah. special, you put it there. Yeah, exactly. Well, by the way, I watched it. And here's the thing with, with Netflix. You know, I'm just so used to just seeing that library pop up and I'm just going, oh, of course Jim Norton's on this. Like, duh. You know what I mean? Like, of course he's got that special. And I was talking to Jonathan, your, ma- your manager, and I was like- because I got my Netflix special. It's coming out yeah, like the 28th. Yeah, the 28th. Joe Clark from Seattle. Yeah, yeah, man. But I was like, I was watching yours and just because, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to gauge and, and just look at other specials. And that was the first thing I said. I was like, of course Norton's on right. Netflix. Right. I didn't know it was released yesterday. It came out yesterday, I yeah. had no idea. I thought it was just been on the shelf. Like, of course, it's in the library of Netflix. Yeah. And I was watching it and I was blown, man. I, the the intro that that special is you know what I mean? The special is fun to watch, but just the intro is so sick, man. It's such a great concept. Thank you. Great idea, man. You use your friends the right way. You know what I mean? <laughs> it could have been cheesy, and they, and you hit it out of the park with that. Did you actually open with like a like a, a monitor on stage That's and actually this, show the yeah, show? Oh yeah, I've done that before. Like, um, I, oh, can I explain what it is? Sure, man. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's it's you like just going around trying to get your 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 friends to to plug your celebrity friends My, to plug. To, to, so you got Louis C.K. Yes, you got De Niro. Uh, God, who else was it? On uh, there? Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah, Ricky Gervais. That man. All three of those were just like fucking gems, man. But of course, De Niro stole the show. I couldn't believe we got yeah. him to do it. I couldn't. Be- I've wanted him to do it for years. Yeah, it was a long process. But I, I did a project. I did something with him. Yeah, and then I went through the proper channels and asked, and he was happy to do. He was awesome. I, yeah. I still can't believe that it's, it's real. That's so cool. And I'm not going to tell you what happens. Right. Just go to Netflix and watch it, and and I, I guarantee you, you're going to love it, man. It was it was brilliant, man. That's how you should. I think that's how a special shit Thank start, you. man. Yeah, they, well, they, they, Netflix wasn't happy at first because we didn't tell them we were doing it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want lawyers involved because on, on, with, on guys on that level, you can't start going through the lawyers and the eight. You'll never get it. Yeah. So we did it. We shot it. We told them we were working on something. Uh, Louis was actually the last one we shot. That's I had talked so to him and I asked him to do it. He'd be like, yeah, I'd be happy to. But he was away. He's overseas. So the lawyers over there were getting impatient. They're like, what, what's this thing? Because they see budget going and they didn't know where it was going. Yeah. So eventually we showed it to them once all the stuff was signed and that there was nothing they could do about it. Yeah. And they but, want, you know, they, they, they're just being lawyers. That's what lawyers do. But I, I did it. My, I went and did it first because I've learned 
through the like I did one year I had Ozzy Osbourne did it for me and uh, one year I got Michael K Williams uh, to do it for me and his was really funny. Um, yeah. Uh, Omar from The Wire. Yeah. He has me on a bed um, and, and I'm tied up and there's tits painted on my back. It was really great. Uh, I didn't show him the script until he got there. I actually, I actually, because I know him, I texted him, I asked him if he would do it. He's like, yeah, sure. And um, I gave him the script when he got there. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was like, right. there's a part of the final, when people watch it, they'll know what I mean, but there's a part of the De Niro one that was not in the script either. Yeah, yeah. And I asked him to do that once we were there shooting. I'm like, would you, you know? So he was like, yeah, all right. He didn't care. But yeah. you know, certain things you don't want in the script, you're going to have to ask the performer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And plus, it won't read right, Robert. Yeah, you're not going to get it. <laughs> even, I, even if I explain it with the best verbiage, you're not going to get it. It's funny. Please, Robert, do it. Yeah, you just got to ask. <laughs> sometimes you just got to say, hey, would you? And people are okay with doing stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I was a little nervous he wouldn't, but he was he was phenomenal. Yeah. People oh. are very willing. For comics, it that, seems like people want to be involved with it because it's silly. It's not a long process. It's, you know, you're in and out in an hour. It's crazy to see someone like De Niro, like, because when you, when, you know, as us, when we were kids, it's like, oh, it's the, he's, the, he's the mob. Yeah. He's, he's the serious actor, but man, talk about comedic timing, man. Oh, man, his timing and, is perfect. And just, Amazing. And yeah. then his chops with you were just like, he was throwing you under the bus. He was going line for line with you. It, dude, that was so funny, man. Well, he well, the thing with him, you can hear it because you asked if, uh, it's a good question. Was it shown in front of an audience? Yeah. You can hear the audio on the opening. And it opens with Ricky. It has a bit of a theater boom sound to it. And that's because we use the audio out of the soundboard Ah. because there's an audience laughing. And I wanted people to understand that the laughs were real and they were not put in in post. That was exactly how it played in the room. Oh, so you you sat in the editing bay and you were like, it's got to sound like this. Well, I just, well, I I, I do all, I'm always involved with the editing. Like I literally go time codes and I send it to the editor and they send it back and, uh, I said, I want this to sound, it has to be pure as far as honest with the laughs. That's such a great note, man. Yeah, yeah I want that, it to sound good. Yeah, man. It, it, dude, did, did you, I, I'm sorry if I keep you know, yeah. stroking you on this, man, because you know, with, with my special, I had my hands dipped in everything, man, from picking the, the yeah. shiny floor to the lighting and all that. What I liked about yours, one, it, it felt like a throwback. I'm such an Eddie Murphy fan, and when I saw the, the, the short that him and Keenan wrote and, and for, for Raw, that's what your your whole thing reminded me of. The, what was his short? His short was uh, performing. You know, he, him as a little kid performing. You know, oh right, yes, you remember? yes, and then, sure. And then it went to raw. You that's know, right. and and it was just showing him. Oh, as a kid, I used to perform, and now here I am on the big. And that's. I'm not saying that's what it was. What I'm saying is it was cool to see that that style. It felt like a throwback to me. You know I love I mean? doing it. Well, a dream for me was always to have my, – my dream was to have Ozzy Osbourne introduce me because he's my favorite person. Yeah. And I'd always uh, – I wanted Ozzy to say, please welcome Mr. Jim Norton. I just wanted – because that's how he introduces this band. Mr. Tony Iommi, Mr. Geezer. That's how I wanted him to introduce me in my special. <laughs> yeah. And it finally happened. And I tried to get De Niro three years ago. I have the emails that I sent to his people and they were very nice. But it's like, no, he's busy. He's a, so, you know, I, I like doing that. To me, it's funny and it's different. Yeah. But a cheesy opening, well, I've seen openings that were fucking boring, too, <laughs> and like and self-indulgent. It's got to be, it's got to play funny yeah. for the audience in the room. Yes. It has to make them laugh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It has to. And if it doesn't, you can't use it because it's, it, you can't put it in post. You can't shoot it and then put it onto the special after you've shot the special. It's yes. cheating. Yes, you know, for you sure. Can, you can show sure. that live audience. If they're not laughing at it, the people at home aren't going to fucking yeah, laugh. Yeah, exactly, man. And we're not going to cheat. Cheat it for you, and then it, it's so funny because when I shot my uh, my first one for uh, Comedy Central, the, the fucking air conditioning broke down in the in the theater, so it was hot as shit, right? Yep. So uh, I wore this silver jacket, and then I'm just sweating all over. It's pr- like there's no way you can cut it. Sure. 
There's no way you can cut this to, to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was just, right. It's not going to match. Right. So literally, all we had was the second show. That's it. So that so like all these comics were walking up to me going, "Yo, so how did you did you cut splice back and forth between the two shows?" I was like. No, man. The first show was fucked, man. Wow. I had a sweaty jacket on. I mean, we had to stop the show. They had to take my jacket, fan it down. They had to hire this cat to come bring like some swamp cooler in. It was fucking the worst thing to ever happen. Wow. I remember the director pulling me to the side, and he was like, dude, it, this is 100% my fault, man. I should have thought of something like this was going to happen. I should have thought that the air conditioning should – it might break. And I didn't, and I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? And then, right. And and I wore a fucking silver jacket. Like, if I would have had a black jacket, everything would have been all right. good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but I I love the fact that it's like I was kind of happy that happened because now it was like I got to shoot this thing and I got to just. It's it's this is it. This is this is like the second show has to play. One take and everything that I fuck up, we're gonna cut. How's that? Yeah. So I hope I get an hour out of this shit, man. (laughs) Oh, it's an hour shoot. Oh, Uh, fuck. It was. Oh my god, bro. It was. (laughs) I did. I had to do like an hour and thirty just because just to hope. Just in case I, I fumble on you know on some jokes, we cut it out and I still have an hour. Oh my god, bro. But yeah, totally. I'm glad it happened because you're right, man. It's like it, it. if it doesn't, if the audience isn't laughing, they're gonna know at home. They're, they're gonna, gonna know at home. You don't have, you can't, you don't have to sweeten laughs. You can't. Uh-uh. It, it has to work. And I don't like to use audience shots if I can help it at all. Yeah. I like it to be black. I don't want to see the about the lights as low as humanly. There's a point in my special where I talk to the crowd a bit. Yeah. Which was really fun. And I do that sometimes and I had never shot it. Um, so I wound up having the lights turned up, and then when they go back down to black, you can see how dark. Like, I like it pitch black. I don't want to see their face. I hate, I try not to have them cut. Which is, is a dick. I'm a dick because the editing is so much easier when you can go to those. Uh, yeah. and, you know, and then the Asian people, and then you show the Asian. Oh, 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 it's okay. She's having a good time. God love her. Uh, but they can cut back. But I, I, all my shots have to be in reverse. I mean, that's boring edit talk. But I made my own my life difficult. Yeah. But the, the, my, uh, you know, the, the director and stuff, they picked the set and I approved it. The one thing they wanted to do, and I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Was that I have a, like big, like round white lights. Yeah. And uh, dude. They, you didn't like? I love that. I love them, but they had one more string of them right behind me. I'm like, look at my head shape. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I'm gonna blend right into this stupid light. Give yeah, me this yeah. light in my fat head. Yeah. I love where they were, but I made them take out a whole bank of lights in the middle, so it was just a dark black oh, curtain. Nice. Because this way, there's a little. You don't want it too busy. Yeah, I don't yeah, want it yeah, too yeah. busy. You know, it's just got to be simple. I was. I, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, when I watched it, man. Uh, those lights were amazing. Uh, so Thank I, you. I, it's funny that you said that, but I remember watching it going, man, these lights Love are the fucking – Yo, because <laughs> your special was beautifully shot, Jim. Everyone is saying that. That's, that's – um, Michelle Caputo I, I, and Shannon Hartman are amazing. Yes! Good, man. They, they shot mine. Oh, they did? Oh, yes. Nice. Oh, they're great. Um, l- Look at man. Why wow, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Michelle and Shannon are, are fantastic. I did not even know that, man. This is so crazy. This is yo. I'm, I'm giving you love because it's real, man. This when I watched it, I was like, God, that's beautiful. Like those lights were great. Uh, the simplicity of the stage, man. It's just Jim walking out and just being Jim. You know what I mean? And and I thought that was so cool, bro. The Thank smile you, on your face was genuine. Everything was so cool, man. Um, your first special. W- where did you shoot that? Well, the first thing I've shot like in the spec was a half hour for HBO. Yes, at like in 2006, we shot that at the Skirball, the same place I shot this. I did not know that. Yeah, they were all half hours. They did ten half hours that year. Uh-huh. It was because HBO hadn't done comedy for a while, 
And my manager had a great relationship with uh, Chris Albrecht at the time. So they're trying to get these going. Uh-huh. And um, originally it was just supposed to be four of us. And then they just added and added. And we wound up doing Patrice did one. And yep. I did one. And Louis did one. And um, Kevin Brennan, Flight of the Concords. I forget. There's a few other folks that did them. I don't remember. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to think of the po- Patrice used to have the poster in his house. And I would look at that at his barbecue once a year. I would look at that HBO poster. I can't remember who else did them, though. Yeah, that, that was a classic. And so was that from then to Netflix? Is that how? No, I did. After that, I did HBO a full hour yes. in 2007. And then I did uh, three, three hours, three different hours for um, Epics. And they were all on Netflix. So at one point, I had three specials on Netflix. And then fucking Viacom, again, yeah. th- you, you had the same thing. Yeah, man. And that's the only reason why I didn't know about those specials. And, and, and it's, it's fucked. Because it went so to Hulu. fucked, man. Did you have one that went to Hulu, I too? I had two specials that were on, on, on Netflix. And then they just fucking disappeared. disappeared. And you, because you Comedy them? Central sold all their content to Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. So that, I, was, that, was, that was Viacom. That went way above Comedy Central's head, yeah, I think. Yeah. But it just sucked because I was just like, okay, great. That, that's, those are gone. Right. <laughs> those are in cyberspace <laughs> right. somewhere. Dude, yeah. right before Making a Murderer. This is what I, when they did that. It was right before Making a Murderer hit. And I, and I was getting a lot of people going, we're watching on Netflix. It's great. And it's not like a Netflix original. They promote these a lot more. Yeah. But it was still a great place to be. Yeah. And then fucking making a murderer hits. And, it go, <laughs> and this fucking dope Brandon Dassey. I don't know. And the whole country is watching. And I have yeah. no specials there. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I hope Hulu fucking highlights somebody. <laughs> suckers. That's my luck, though. That's exactly yeah. my luck. You know, yeah. I get three specials on. It's going great. Yank them off. Yank them murderer. all. <laughs> Fucking shit. That was right? heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking, but it wasn't Netflix's decision. But yeah. now, look, I'm happy to be back on there. I, it's it's amazing how hands off they are. Yeah, they let you do what you want to do. A couple of minor suggestions. Take them if you want. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I actually listened because it made sense. They were great, man. The, the timing is impeccable, man, and it, it couldn't come at a better time. Uh, I mean, everything's going great right now with Jim. Like seriously, like yeah. uh, the the show now with uh, you and Sam Roberts. I remember when you were just uh, the get like. Like one of the guys on Opie and Anthony. Yeah, they hired me. I was on Opie and Anthony full time from probably 2001 uh-huh. and two. I was there full time. I was getting paid. And then when we got thrown off the radio and then came back on satellite 2004, I was a hired full member of the show from yeah. then until 2014 when it's 10 years. And yeah. then Anthony got fired. And then me and Opie did a show for two years. And now me and Sam are doing it. And Sam used to be the producer of that show. Yeah, but then Sam had his own night show. He was doing an after show. Sam is a funny guy. He's a fucking, he's a good shit stirrer. Yeah. Um, he's a really good radio guy. Yeah. And he's very, very bright. So um, I, I was, he's the guy I wanted to do it with. Yeah, it, it's so cool because, it, and that's out in New York, by the way, right? And then yeah, that we're just out of goes, serious in New York. And it's syndicated everywhere. Yeah. And it, it's just so crazy because it, it's like you're, you're one of those guys that everybody knows. Are you, it, it, when you walk down the street, everybody knows you, but they don't know you? Is People it that, do. Is it, I wouldn't say everybody. I mean, I, but I, I more people that I would have expected because you, you pop up in whether it was on Amy's show or on Louis show or weird little things they've seen you in. Um, they kind of like, oh yeah, I've seen you. And they, sometimes they don't know where it is because they, it's not like major roles or small parts in big shows. No, I know you get that look though. I know everywhere you yeah. are. I, I, I just know it. It's yeah. like you're Who's Jim, this guy in the playground. You're Jim fucking Norton. <laughs> <laughs> what does he want? Creep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why is he showing his phone to my son? <laughs> what the fuck is this guy? You're just trying to show your only the daughters I show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some morals. But no, you're you're that cat though, right? You're just like it, it's it's you. You, everybody knows who fucking Jim Norton is. I, I just, it's like you got the look, 
Everyone's, everyone's familiar with you. Every, uh, comics know who you are. People comics know who do. you are. I feel like some people do. Comedians, we all know each other, though. Yeah. It's so incestuous. We all know each other. Like, when I meet a celebrity, I never expect them to know me. Sometimes they do. But uh, when I meet a comedian, I almost always expect them to know me. Yeah. Because we are aware of each other. Yeah. yeah. I'm not aware of guys who are just starting. Yeah. But I'm aware of a lot of comedians who, yeah. you know... I'm on, you know, guys bigger than me. I kind of expect to go. Oh yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. I've never met Eddie Murphy. He, he, I'd like to meet Murphy. Him, I don't think he would know me because he's yeah. more of a movie star. Um, when you, when I met Eddie Murphy, it was the worst experience I've ever had. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Oh, but one, Eddie Murphy was great. Oh, okay. it was great meeting him. He was my idol when I was growing up. It was all about delirious. You know what I mean? And uh, and I remember I, was, I I saw him at Coffee Bean. And I'm like, I gotta say hi, man. Just say hi, Joe. Sure. Just go up to him. Just say hi. You were doing comedy by this point. No, this is bro, this is like six years ago. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good. No, good. Is, you can say you're a comedian. I had to, man. I had to say it, man. Like this, this is my god. This is the reason why I'm doing stand up. And I and I walked up to him and and just like all this garbage just came out of my mouth. Like it was just so stupid. It was like, hi, Mr. Murphy. I, I'm. I'm Joe Coy. I'm a comedian. You're the reason why I do stand up. This is like in line at a coffee bean. Like. <laughs> I'm I'm a very successful comic, and I just turned into like yeah. like the worst human. Like I'm the worst fan this man could possibly ever meet, and I became that person. I was like, oh, you're the reason why I do stand up, and I just want to say, uh, I went to Raw live. <laughs> I said that because I did. I went to see yeah. Raw live. I was 14 when I saw Raw, or 15 when I saw Raw, and I just thought I had to tell him this for some fucking reason. And then he's like, oh, really? I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shook my hand and it was done. Thank you. That's still kind of dope. Like, That's still kind of cool. What did I just do? That I know for? it's always awkward, and then and then you know like you've been talking too long. When he looks and you realize the line moved ahead, yeah, and line. you're like, oh no, oh, shit! I got to move just up. Ordered their own coffees. Oh no! What the fuck am I doing? Mouthful uh, of shame. Mouthful of shame is on Netflix right now. Uh, JimNorton.com. Everything is Jim Norton. Uh, it, you know your, your Twitter, your Instagram. Are you big on it? Are you doing it? Or yeah, I mean, I, I do my own social media because it's like you have to. It's it's unf- you know, me and Louis had to talk about getting off Twitter because I, I know he's off it. And, and like to me, I was like, why am I? Even the positivity is not always good because yeah. you you get it. It's like you can't let every every move you make cannot be given with instant feedback. Instant feedback. How am I doing? Even when it's great. Yeah. Uh, have I been looking the last two days? Yeah, of course. When you have a, <laughs> when you have a special come out, you're a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And you don't look. But I, I'm like, it's not healthy to have all these instantaneous affirmations or condemnation. So I asked him about it, and he's like, yeah, I'm really happy I'm off. But I'm not on his level at all, so I, I need social media still. Mm. And um, I, so I post a lot on it, but I don't really check. Because I'm like, do I really need to check responses, even if it's a positive thing? Yeah. What am I getting out of someone going, good job? What am I fucking like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got to keep fetching the stick and being told I'm a good boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It almost makes yeah. you too dependent on instant gratification or yeah. instant self-loathing. Yeah. So I, I haven't been uh, as proactive on it, but I've been posting a lot. I just haven't been checking or responding as much. Yeah. That's the cool thing about uh, Netflix, man. It's um, Since we are comics, it's like we're, we're trained to promote. Sure. You know what I mean? The re- you know, you go to a city and it's like, okay, I got I to gotta plug uh, Irvine this weekend. I, let me get this radio in as much as I, right. I can before the first show on Friday. And it's like... But Netflix is just sitting there, man. Yeah. It's it's always going to be there, and yeah. we can always promote it when we want. Yep. 
But for some reason, we just got that inside of us. It's just like we got to promote it, man. Well, yeah, because we, we, we're, we're so used to thinking premiere date and the date. And they're like, relax. Yeah, chill. You could, don't do all of it. I had so much stuff. They're like, do a little bit on a second leg in a couple of months. It's international. Do it. You don't have to do all of it the first time. Yeah. But you want to garner some interest because, again, we're sandwiched between – I had Amy the week before me. Chappelle is next week. You're the week after. I don't know who's the week after you. I don't know either. But, there, you know, I mean, there's Chris Rock. There's all these fucking guys. The, you know, it's like it's, it's, it's great to be associated with such great comedians, yeah. but it's easy to fall between the cracks yeah. when, when Chappelle is putting a special out and then Chris yeah. and then Louie. You know, it's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> if they say you enjoy Chris, they're not going to say check Jim out. They're going to go watch <laughs> Chappelle and watch fucking Louie. So, you know what I mean? It's like I, I wanted to promote and get people to it as fast. Yeah. And that snowstorm yesterday in New York, there was a blizzard that was shut down the city. It helped me a lot because so many people were like, I'm stuck in the house all ah, day on the East Coast. Right. And they just watched the special. Oh, that's a perfect time for a release date when people are uh, stuck, stuck in the house. In- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was really rooting for a natural disaster. <laughs> and thank God I got one. <laughs> you know, that, that really it actually did help me um, that people stayed home and just kind of watched it. But Netflix, they're very chill about it. They're, they're like, just relax. They're, they actually, Robbie Pro thanked me. He's like, I really appreciate you doing all this press. Yeah. Because I think some guys don't want to do press. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind it, man. Man, I'm happy to come out and do it, and I like doing podcasts and talking. It's fun. This is easy. Yeah, man. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What 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 inspired you to do uh, stand up? Like I, I know you loved the sure. art, but what what was it that inspired? Mine was of course Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. When I heard the the Richard Pryor tape, it just led to the Eddie Murphy uh, special, and then I was addicted. I was it, like, I got to do this. For me, it was um, you know, I would always make you know you make girls laugh and you make your little friends laugh, and that was always this addicting high because yeah. like, all of a sudden like I'm not a little loser like I'm making people laugh. Yeah. But it's like, what do you do with that? And uh, my and I still remember the moment. My parents and I watched Richard Pryor film live in concert, uh, yeah. 1979, and it was on. I think it was on HBO. And when I watched what he did with an audience, yeah. I'm like, that's what you do with this thing about being funny. Yeah. So that was a logical step for me. I wanted to be him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do what he did. I wanted to control people like that. Yeah. I also wanted to be a defense attorney at one point, too, because you're controlling people. Right. He was physically controlling people. Like, he was fucking killing so hard in that special. Yeah. People were rock. I'll never forget the people rocking back and forth. Yeah. And it was so amazing to watch one guy control a room full of people. Yeah. And I laughed. And my parents left. And I was yeah. probably 11. So that made me want to do it. Wow. And then I started obsessively taping the Carson show with fucking Robert Klein and, and, uh, and uh, Rodney and Pryor when he'd go on. I actually resented Eddie Murphy. Because, really? Why? Yes. <laughs> because when I was in high school, I was a sophomore or in high school, and Eddie Murphy came out. And I knew he was funny. Mm-hmm. But all the people behind me were talking about Eddie, and they weren't talking about Richard Pryor. And it was the first indication of my life that there is a group of people behind you that will someday not like what you like. And I didn't even know what it was back then, uh. but I'm trying to talk about Pryor. Like, he did the bit on the uh, Amityville Horror. That's what The Exorcist is. He talked about his father. That was what Vern was. I was, I was trying to make people understand that Pryor was the guy. Yeah. And it didn't. they were like, shut up. We, fuck <laughs> yeah. you. I'm going to rip your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, yeah, but he talked hey, about shut jets. shut the fuck up and get in the hot tub. <laughs> get in the fucking hot tub. <laughs> yeah, I was very, very. Uh, but as I, as I got older, then I appreciated what a fucking how amazing Eddie Murphy was as a yeah. comedian. You know, but and I remember that I remember I remember the kid's name sitting behind me, and I remember the class I was in and getting so fucking annoyed yeah. with them talking about Eddie <laughs> and not wanting to hear me talk about Pryor. But I didn't realize at the time that's the first thing that makes you, like recently I was talking to somebody. I talked about because I, I have two. Um, Richard Pryor uh, pictures in my there are photos he did in 68 with this guy named Henry Dilson I think where he's shirtless in front of the American flag they're mm-hmm. great it's a great photo shoot and, I, and there was a younger person in my house 25 and uh, I mentioned Richard Pryor or whatever and they're like who's he? Oh, God. and I'm like he was a comedian did you kick him out? yeah no it was, I was paying for the sex <laughs> 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 so um I was shocked. I'm like, you don't know who Richard Pryor is? Like, yeah. no, I, I don't. And um, it was it just again. It was it was reminding me. Yeah, he's been dead ten years, mm-hmm. and you know, topical stuff and, and poignant social shit does not carry the way slapstick does. Yeah. Like you know, nobody thinks about Dick Gregory anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody will think about Pryor and twenty. Not that he's not a legend, but young people like the Three Stooges will always hold up better because it's always funny to watch a guy get kicked down a flight of steps. Yeah, people yeah. will always know Charlie Chaplin because it's something ah, ah, running yeah, around yeah, and yeah. it didn't have much social significance. Yeah. Prior, people, no one is stealing Charlie Chaplin shit anymore. Nobody is doing yeah. silent films. But there's a lot of comedians that take priors, not even steal them, it's just through society. They talk about anger or whatever. And then you watch Prior, and you're like, oh, I've seen someone else do that. And you're like, yeah, but you, don't, you just yeah, don't right, fucking right. understand. Yeah, man. And there's no way to make that point. You know, you just have to let it go and realize I'm getting old and fuck me. I'm going to go bye bye in the box. <laughs> and so is my lover, Richard Pryor. It, and fuck my corpse. There's a picture right there. Oh, yeah. I don't have that one. I have, uh, do I have that one? I have two. I have no. I have one where he's got his fists up. Okay. And this is my favorite photo of all time. Is he's sitting there with his finger up his nose, and it's such a fucking sarcastic. It's like it doesn't even need a caption. It's yeah. just him with his finger in his nose, and you know exactly what he's saying. It's yeah. a great photo. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's crazy that you mentioned Dick Gregory because I, I got to see him. So I went and watched him uh, last week at the Improv. Right. No, I saw him in Nashville. Oh. At, at Zany's, man, and it was like. I was like, I gotta go see Dick Gregory. Sure, man. it's like you know, I can't, I can't go through life and not say I didn't see Dick Gregory, and uh, and it was, it, it sucked because you, you know, you said Richard passed ten years ago, but you remember like when he was kind of doing the comedy store still, he was still going up, and and I, you know, I, I just wish I could have at least seen that, you know, because I never ever even got to see the guy, and I, and I wish I would have, and it, it sucks you know, that those guys are gone, man, and uh, that's why you can't. I tell my son that it's like when you when you have that opportunity to capture that opportunity, man. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, I wish I could have seen Richard Pryor, and I, and I want to see Don Rickles, man. I, I, was, I I've seen see Rickles, it. and I saw Pryor live twice: once in Long Island, and then once at the store. I was my first time in L.A. Yeah, and um, we, a bunch of us, Caroline's was managing a bunch of us, and I actually flew. Um, it was like Rick Dorfman was the manager, and I like J.R. Havlin, and a few of us. Uh, I think Tom Johnson and me and Patrice sat together. Um, I remember it was a TWA 747 and I was next to him I was in the window damn that's a um, long time ago it, it, yes it was a TWA you just said TWA it was like 95 wow. 94 yeah and we came out to LA we went to the comedy store 
We got to watch Richard. Uh, he did a set. It was very sad because he was broken by that point. Like he yeah. could hardly walk. But the crowd, it, it made you love the the public yeah. because the way the ovation they gave him it was so nice. And um, I got I, I didn't take pictures back then, but I got him to sign my business card, and I just got to speak to him for a very brief minute. That's so. And cool. he, he he signed two autographs. He's like, no more. Uh, he was just so frail. Yeah. And um, I asked his wife, I think it was Jennifer, I'm like, I'll never have this chance again. I'm a comedian from the East Coast. And she's like, Richard, Richard, baby, one, one more. And he signed my business card. So yeah. that was like, I was happy I got to meet him even that, like that. That's so I dope. wish I had a fun. Kenneth and I got to meet once. Um, I was doing the open mic at Rascals and Sam did the big room and he came out and he talked to us and he, he signed a napkin. It, it, was, it was, again, it was a brief chat, uh, yeah. but I wish I had done a photo. Yeah. But I still have the napkin. He just wrote Jim and he wrote out a scream like, ah, That's and then he so signed cool, it. Oh, it was such a fucking great. So cool, man. Was, yeah. So I've, I've really been lucky with meeting these guys. Um, and I did go see Cosby. Uh, it was before all this stuff happened, yeah, me so too, I didn't have man. a chance to hug him and go, "Good job." Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was before everything went crazy. Yeah. Same he, thing with me, man. Right before weird. it all got crazy, yeah. I, I got to beat him, and I just remember walking in, like in awe, like, "Oh my, fuck, it's, he's here!" Yeah. And I got to finally meet him and shake his hand, and it all just like overnight, everything just started happening. It was all over the news. I was crazy, like, "What yeah. the fuck?" You know what he does? Uh, I met him in a radio station once. He was not there for me. He was there for somebody else. I wanted to meet him after, and they had technical yeah. problems. And I'm like, all right, you can go in and say hi to Bill. And they introduced me as a comedian. And Cosby's a great listener. Like I was, the, that's why he's a great comedian because he goes, what did, what, what made you do comedy? And he really listened to the answer, and he really wanted to know why I did stand up and who my influences were and who I loved. Yeah. And then um, I, I met him again, and I was with a girl who I think he wanted to fuck because he invited us into his dressing room, and he sat with us for a half hour, and we were going to leave after 10 minutes. And he's like, no, 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 stay, yeah, yeah. stay. stay." And I took a picture of him and my girlfriend at the time, and I go, Bill, can my girlfriend get a picture? And he goes, well, only if she's my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> only if she, like, drinks, I swear to only God, she drinks this tea. I'm yeah, like, yeah. what do you mean? And he, and he goes, well, she's got to be my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So she sat next to him, and he was nice, yeah. and he took the picture, but that always struck me as an odd Very, thing. Very, yeah. Now it comes <laughs> comes around. Now, now I'm like, it, oh. Oh, it, it, he I really thought, meant his girlfriend. You bet yeah. he did. Yeah. Bill wanted me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't give a shit who you were. All right, Tim, you can yeah, leave. exactly. Tim yeah. Horton, I Tim. love your donuts. <laughs> your donuts Canadian are good. Motherfucker. Can you leave, Tim? This is my girlfriend. Uh, the, are you still do, uh, doing the podcast with Matt Sarah? Of course. UFC Unfiltered. Yeah, we do it. I've missed the last two because I've been out here, but we do it every Tuesday and every Thursday. Well, I, how did that relationship start between you and Matt Sarah? Well, Matt I had known casually. Uh, Dana I know fairly well, and Rogan I've known for 20 years. Yeah. Um, and I interviewed so many of those fighters on the radio show. Okay. Whenever they would come through, I kind of became... I'm a fanboy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know the sport, but not like Matt does or like not like an analyst does. Yeah. I'm a fucking fanboy. And we had interviewed so many of those guys and they came through and a regular radio was not given a lot of those guys. Uh-uh. Now, and now they do. Now they'll all talk to Connor. They'll all talk to Ronda or John Jones. But back then when these guys were coming through, they, nobody was interviewing like Cain Velasquez uh-uh. um, or BJ Penn. You know, no. th- those were not guys that were getting regular radio. Yeah. Um, and you were. Well, yeah, we were happy to. Yeah. And uh, so Dana always appreciated that we had the fighters on and we treated them with respect and whatever. So then he finally came on and we developed a relationship and he just called me. And yeah. we became, you know, he's like, do you want to do this fucking podcast? And here's the money. <laughs> Dana's not a lawyer guy. Yeah. You know, he's a, like a yes or no fast guy. Yeah. So uh, he called me and asked me and Matt is a great guy. I'm like, yeah, I could be crazy not to. Uh-huh. Like literally, I get paid money 
if I go to a fight, I'm literally doing something for work. Yeah. To go watch a right. fight. Isn't it great? Right, right. Oh, my God. What a gig, right? <laughs> We're watching the fights now on Fight Pass. It's, there's nothing better. Now, I have, to, I have to watch more fights now. Yeah. And there's times where I'll be out on a Saturday and I'll be like, oh, fuck, there's no fight. But then I'm like, you, you're getting paid to watch the fights. You yeah. just bucket, go home. Yeah. Go watch the fucking fights, motherfucker. What are you doing? Talking to these idiots at the cellar? Go yeah. watch fucking, go watch the fight. <laughs> but uh, Nick over here, uh, huge MMA fan. And, oh, cool. uh, but he, like, like you, also a fanboy. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, he likes to take it to the next level, get a little drunk. <laughs> And then take that fanboy and turn it into I am also oh, Matt Sarah. Sure. Yeah. And then he comes back to work with a black eye. Yeah. He's you, that guy. Do you train at all? No. It's, yeah, and of course not. <laughs> That's why he has a fucking not. black eye, Jim. I, I really want to. But he's he's putting in some actions that may or may not happen. We don't know what happens. I get drunk, excited. <laughs> I wake up with a black eye. <laughs> sure. It could be because you helped somebody. Maybe a child fell out a window and you caught him. Yeah. This man knows what's up. <laughs> That's so, knows? I didn't even know. You're a fucking hero. I Thank you, Jim. Sure. Well, I thought he fell on someone's fucking fist. For sure. Yeah. Well, for sure. Good Samaritan black eye. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no one blacks out when a good thing happens. That's never it. Especially when you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking blood on your shoes. You're like, oh no, yeah, exactly. oh no, I kicked the guy to death. Oh, that's so fucking true. But it's Jim, fun to watch, though, right? No, I love it. Uh, what are you? Who is your favorite fighter at this point right now? The, my new favorite is Francis Ngannou. I love. He's a heavyweight from. Uh, he's French. He's uh, originally from, I think, uh, Cameroon. Yeah. And he, I love Anthony Rumble Johnson too. Anthony yeah. Johnson's just watching him knock people out. He's uh, so phenomenal. Edson Barbosa, I love. I love Jose Aldo. I love. I love guys who are leg kickers. Yeah. Um. I do not really particularly enjoy Connor, but I love watching him because I want to see him lose, even though he wins. Yeah. So he's fun to watch. Um. Yoani and Jacek, I love because she's a fucking. She's like a female Frankie Edgar. She's just yeah. awesome to watch. <laughs> she's just, you know, she, she does everything well. Punch, kick, kick, punch, duck, punch, kick. It's like nonstop for yeah. five rounds. She's yeah. amazing. Uh, I, I I like the uh, the old school cats. You know, I'm still addicted to like old UFC. Oh yeah, like I love watching BJ Penn. Sure, I, I love watching uh, Hoist. I like I love yeah. watching that old. I don't know. It was just this rawness to it. You know, I don't think it was really MMA. It was, but it just wasn't. There was like this grittiness, you know what I mean? Well, there was real differences between what you could do yeah. and what he could do, and very few people combined everything. Yeah. yeah. What about Jones? Is he ever coming back? Yeah, yeah. He's fighting over the, I think over the summer, because it was, I had heard originally it was a dick pill, and then John confirmed it was a dick pill. Uh-huh. So he's getting the year, but that's from July. So I'm going to guess in July, my, 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 again, if everything goes well and he's healthy, is that Rumble and, uh, and Cormier are fighting for the interim belt, or maybe it's the real belt now because they stripped Jones. They're fighting in Buffalo. I think it's in two weeks or next week, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, I just sent it to Adam. It's uh, uh, April 11th. Yeah, that's a, is that the fight in Buffalo? I got to do Oh, yeah, and they have one. Weidman is fighting Gegard Mousasi. Like, that's a great card. Yeah. So I think so that wait, Jones, Jones will- is on that? No, no, no. That's uh, Cormier oh. Johnson, okay. which is a fight everybody wants to see. Yeah. They fought once, and, and Cormier beat Johnson, but Rumble... I mean, he literally hits like a fucking sledgehammer. Yeah. A sledgehammer. He's devastating. So now people want that rematch. And I think Jones, over the summer, fights the winner of that. That's purely a guess. Yeah. Well, what do you think about that? This is what sucks about Jones, man. He's that cat that could have just been legend and then just nonstop fucking his whole career up. He still can, though. He's still young. He sat for a year and he fucked up with this and that. But Ali went out for, even though it was different reasons, missed three years. Uh, So he still can be because John's a young guy. I mean, Uh he's 25 or 26. He's not an old guy. He was 27. He's 35, 36. I mean, fucking Silva's 41. He's still fighting. 
Um, so That's John Kidd still can come back, and if he stays healthy and he's just smart and he doesn't fuck up, he is such a great, naturally talented guy. But everybody wants to see Jones against Anthony Johnson. Yeah. That's the fight I want more than yeah. anything. Uh, everyone's been wanting that one. Oh, for sure, man. And I can't wait. That thing, it's, the Raiders are going to blow through the roof. For that. They're going to sell a lot of pay-per-view for that well, one. Well, you know, every time you think someone can beat Jones, like everyone's like, oh, Cormier's a wrestler. John's never wrestled a guy like him. <laughs> yeah. He did nothing but take Cormier down. <laughs> I know, man. It was so amazing, man. It, it's cool to see those guys at that level that just like – you don't really understand or appreciate it until you actually witness it happening. It's like I'm not a Floyd Mayweather fan, but it's just like you, you watch these prime fighters go up against him, and it's like, wow, he really did make he's, them he's look really stupid. Good, yeah, man. he really did make them look stupid, man. And and I feel like Jones was that cat. Like I, I want him to come back and just and be that guy. Well, you I know? think Rashad said he really is that good after he fought him. Rashad was either that or Rampage that said he really is. This good, yeah. Like because they got killed. Although the funny part is, Chael Sonnen uh, would have taken the uh, the belt because John broke his toe in that fight. He beat Chael, uh, but if Chael held on for like another minute, almost like if Chael had just avoided Anderson Silva in that fifth round and not gotten <laughs> yeah. fucking a yeah. minute and a half away, he yes. would have had the middleweight championship. Yes. He would have had the light heavyweight championship. Another because Jones didn't realize his toe was broken, and then in the post fight interview with Joe, he realized his toe was broken. and He got woozy. Yeah. So they would have recognized that, or he would have limped out on that after sitting for a minute, and they would have had to stop that fight. Yeah. So I love Chael, but uh, yeah. you know he literally just missed getting that belt on an injury uh, and ending at the fight. This is the cool thing about Jim; he can talk about anything. We went from yeah. Richard Pryor to UFC, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, and I just I love you, man. Uh, Thank you, buddy. I, I love you too. Respect your work. Uh, Thank you. Duh, you, you're just I, I'm so happy that you're on this show, and I'm I'm happy to share Netflix with yeah, you. Yeah, me too, man. I was psyched when I saw that you were on two weeks, uh, and you come on the radio in New York. And promote. I'm happy to have you on. Oh, that's awesome. Jim Norton, everybody. You can go to jimnorton.com. That's his website. Everything is Jim Norton with this cat. Uh, and of course, Sirius, X- uh, Sirius XM, it's a Series 206, right? It's, it's going to be 103 across the board soon. It's one of them's 206, one is 206, 103. I don't even know what the fucking channel's are. Uh, yeah, yeah. XM is 103, Series is 206, and that's with Sam Roberts. Yes, and of right. course, uh, the podcast is with Matt Sarah. It's UFC Unfiltered. Jim Norton, you guys. Uh, we'll say it right now. Legend, Mouthful of Shame on Netflix. Go watch it now. And just, I'm telling you, the intro is just brilliant. Thank you, man. But on, on top of that, your stand-up was amazing. Thank I you, love buddy. you, man. Thank, Thank you so you, much, Joe. Jim. Thank you so Thank much, you. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. That's right.